0: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about
0: this, yeah! this, is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live
2: from the Dallas Cowboys
3: World Headquarters
2: at the Star in Frisco.
3: Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sack by Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in
0: touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback. Tecma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
3: It's a wonderful Wednesday edition. (laughs) Talking
2: Cowboys. We are here. I promise.
3: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
2: He is
1: speechless for the first time in his life. I I am. Did you see that?
3: I'm straight speechless. Man. It I, didn't fit. Even, I didn't even need my SLORs to see that. Oh, oh, That's crazy. That fit. That's crazy. It fit. I Goodness love it. gracious. Let's, wow. Okay, so I'm going to redo this.
2: All right, it is a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys. We're on the air. Here on DallasCowboys.com. So glad everybody's been able to join us, and hopefully, you'll learn something here over the next hour. I know I've already learned a couple of things in the last five <laughs> minutes. Heckler Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Is, we've got a ton to catch up on, I feel mm-hmm. like, over the last couple of days, good and bad. Around the Dallas Cowboys, where do you guys want to start? I'll let you guys get the option. Are we go on with the good or the bad to start. Let's do some good,
3: man. Let we start some with
0: good. the positive. Yeah. We need some yeah, positive around right here. So, 2021. Let's get 2020. Devil's advocate. I, I out like that. It. I like that a lot. So we're going to start with the positive, and
2: one of those positives was that Mike McCarthy just said it, but it was kind of what I think all of us were thinking on. Uh, or uh, excuse me, yesterday. That might have been the best practice we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys, especially without Dak Prescott. Throughout training, Camp Cooper Rush had a really nice practice overall. And, of course, we had an extended conversation about the backup quarterback position on Monday. But, Rob, I'll start with you. What did you see out of yesterday's practice, and what do you expect moving into today?
1: Actually, I thought he said it wasn't really a good practice Oh, I thought he yesterday. said it was. No, I might have misheard. It was not. He said Cooper Rush had a solid day Okay, working with the ones, so that was good. We saw the touchdown pass. Late to Amari Cooper That was a heck of a catch Dime By number 19 And if you want to go positive We're starting positive Yes Dak Prescott's going to do more In practice today That's a huge He's going to do some Competitive stuff Isaiah Competition Seven on seven heck Yeah I don't know about team But hey Beyond just individual throwing Which we saw more of yesterday So that's a positive For number four QB1 so he said he said seven on seven work. He didn't
2: he didn't elaborate on team. He just said yes over in terms of competitive throwing for Dak today.
1: Yeah, and you know he, to this point he hasn't even done seven on seven no. since July twenty eighth. So it's a it's a step forward, and they're doing this very intentionally. This is something he could have done a while back. They're just being very very careful with him. But as we saw pregame. Saturday night, Mm -hmm. he can make all the throws. I don't think that's a concern right now. As Jerry said on the fan yesterday, and Isaiah's been saying this, it's, it's something you've got to make sure doesn't carry into beyond week one when he plays the opener. Isaiah?
3: Yeah, no. I mean, that's it. I mean, he, they're doing it the right way. I mean, when you while you have the time to ensure that he is as healthy as he can be going into the season, you want to you know err on the side of caution. So they're doing the exact right thing, which we know that they have the best you know one of the if not the best that's probably you know one of the best training staffs in this entire league. So they yep. they know exactly what they're doing.
0: They're prepared. Yeah, you, you know the the practice yesterday for for Cooper Rush. He he did look good, and, and I think you look good when you're behind the number one offensive line, mm. and. As, as much as Cooper Rush looked good, let's just talk about Garrett Gilbert's confidence going in the trash can right now. He just seems like a guy that the, his confidence is shot. And we talk about him and the the, the job being his to lose. I think he's lost it. Mm. I, you know, and I think it's just because of his confidence. Now, you know how coaches do. They'll mess with your confidence. Yep. They'll yank you. They'll make you feel like you don't have anything. And you have to build yourself back up just to see if you have the mental fortitude to do this. And I think Garrett Gilbert, for a lot of the OTAs and even through training camp, he's been getting a lot of smelly stickers. And hey, now, bringing it back. He's bringing smelly stickers back. He's, like he's been getting those smelly stickers. And then he has that first quarter where it's like, whoa, he gets yanked. Cooper Rush comes in. He throws some good balls. And now all of a sudden – Everybody is turning those smelly stickers over to Cooper Rush, talking about him and having a good practice yesterday, throwing dimes to Amari Cooper. So, you know, I, I just want to see Double G get back in it because I still feel like he's—I just still feel like he's better than Cooper Rush. That's just my evaluation of the two quarterbacks yeah, so think, far.
3: I think this is one of the few times that you can say, you know, obviously he, you know, coach just alluded to it in this press conference, but that you're going into the fourth game and, and you're undecided on your backup. I think this is one of the few times that you could probably look back in history and say we don't know who our number two is, and I think that is very much so the case. And this is a very important game, obviously for Rush, but double G. You know, can you snap back? Are they playing games, or have you really lost some lost some tread? Right, you lost some confidence, and the players have lost some confidence. We've already talked about that. Mm -hmm. Now you're giving Cooper Rush an opportunity to go out there and make some plays. Sneaky. (laughs) you know, it's like as this is when it gets real. This is when you guys, when as fans, you guys understand that this is this is a team. However. There's a lot of individual battles going on, yeah. right? So you're you're fighting for yourself. <laughs> Let's not get this confused. You the team starts with I. If there's no I, there's no team because the team is a collection of eyes, right? So it, it, you have to go out there. And you have to compete for yourself, and in the process, you hope that you to obviously make some some donations to the team.
1: It is interesting because okay, Dak pulls himself out of practice July 28th. So from like July 29th till August 20th it's Cooper Rush is taking the second team yeah. reps and it's Garrett Gilbert pretty much all the first team reps Kyle yeah. in Oxnard carrying over to here and then all of a sudden we get to the game and they want to balance it out a little bit so i it's like, interesting
3: double well, well, g gave a reason right double g gave them a reason to look at rush a little bit more intentfully. that yeah. that that was on double g's fault that was his fault he 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 yeah, for those who've never seen the Friday, in the movie Friday, Debo used to creep in the window. If you left the window open, right, the, the neighborhood bully was name was Debo, oh, and yeah. he would. If you left the window cracked open, <laughs> he, coming he, he coming through that doggone door, coming through that window. Cooper so,
1: Rush, Debo. I don't. know
3: Cooper Rush <laughs> creeping in your window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and, and look, just be realistic. I mean, this this is a preface with God forbid, you know, but God forbid if. Something happens where you start the season with Rush as your backup, and he has to go in at Tampa. If that, I mean, like I say, God forbid, guys. Why y'all looking at me like that? I'm just saying. Just
2: feel like you're putting it out in the open. There. I, well, what, I I'm like saying, what I'm actually it saying is,
0: it, from what Coach McCarthy is saying, I think he's dealing in the reality of that. That yeah. if that is what you have to, if that's going to be your second quarterback, then he's not confident in it.
2: You have to d- to dabble in that. You have to think that way, just the way that the world is working the last couple of years because if not, you're going to be underprepared. You're not going to be prepared for something. If something were to happen to Dak Prescott, you got to have some sort of security, and right now I don't think you do. And the the, the crazy thing is, is kind of going back to, to what Isaiah was saying with keeping that, that window cracked, was that had to happen The at least the moment when the coaching staff said, hey, Gary Gilbert's giving us a reason to look at Cooper Rush a little bit more. That had to happen before the Texans game.
1: It had to happen well before that. No, I think Cooper Rush has been practicing well now Mm -hmm. that he's a little healthier than he was early in camp. I think that's part of it. I don't think it's all double G not doing enough. Sure. But I do think one other thing to remember, if y'all watched Hard Knocks last night, I don't know if everybody caught it. The end, Mike McCarthy, he said in the press conference after the game, but also in the locker room, the turnover margin. Like he is not happy with that. Ben DiNucci throws three picks. They had they were minus four in the game. That was the biggest problem this team had last year. One of the biggest yeah. problems, and Cooper Rush has done a better job of taking, taking care, the, the care of the ball at this point. And if you're <laughs> if you're coming in as the backup quarterback, that's number one. Is don't make a mistake. You got to be able to make plays, <laughs> but you got to be able to get your team in the right plays, the right situations, and don't turn it over. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best thing Cooper Rush does. In saying, addition say, to being comfortable with the offense, Are
3: you saying that Cooper Rush acknowledged what the most important thing to his coach was, and he,
1: <laughs> he chose to make sure that he that he tends to those needs. He has to this point. Um, <laughs> he did throw one up for grabs before halftime. Thank yeah. you, yeah, you but you. You you. Uh, yeah, but he's. I think he's just done the better job of the three in that regard, in the in the reps that they've all had to, the, to this
0: point. To this point, defenses, I'm, still, I'm
1: still laughing about the Devo defenses reference. will <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> defenses will bum rush us. I mean, if we start, if, if either one, though, right? I mean, game. either
3: one. It's either one. Yeah, I mean, of either
0: course. one. Either. We we've, we've all said this. I think we. I
3: don't think any of us truly believe that our backup quarterback is on this roster right now. Not anymore. I well, I thought that way I'm, going into. I was office, yeah, well, I never. I know you never. Back, yeah, I never thought that our backup quarterback was on this roster. Okay. And as we're seeing things happen around the league, there are other teams. Like as I mentioned, right, as we get closer here, less and less opportunities to go out there and grab somebody. I mean, we saw what happened with Atlanta, who they went not got, and they just let you know there's not a lot out there in terms of quarterbacks. So we have to figure this out, and it's going to come down to now, this
0: game. I was very bullish on. On our guy. I mean, you I, were. I was. I thought Double G had something. Oh, wow. I was. I mean, and that stock yeah. went. But you still think and he does. It,
1: wow. Right? I You, I you do. said you still think he's a better quarterback. I, I, I do. I've you just said. wanted to
0: be Triple G. No, <laughs> it ain't going triple G. It's going, and I even call G Wagon. You know, it's going back. GQ. Why, why yeah. is
2: it always the backup quarterbacks that we're able to make the best names I for? Know, them, yeah, like yeah,
3: I, why is it Nucci Man and Gucci yeah. Danucci? And I don't know, man. I, I acknowledge, triple, I acknowledge the efforts OG. of these guys, both of these guys. I acknowledge their efforts, and they, I think they've both done a tremendous job competing. It's not; they are not of the caliber of what we need coming off of mm-hmm. the, what we faced last year and that's factual. I thought we were starting on something
0: positive. We way. did start. Yeah, we started, okay. we started there. I mean, but this is the reality. Yeah.
3: This is the reality. This is this is our reality. 2 weeks from tomorrow. 2 weeks from tomorrow, we're playing the best team in the world as as of last year. Yes. And we're not secure in this particular position if something drastic was to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and I'm with you. Like I I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't do their diligence and look around once cuts happen and all that stuff. I'm I'm not convinced that they won't just stick with what they have. Yes. I, mean, I, I, yeah, st- I mean, I still I think that's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, because because
2: um,
3: even if they did get somebody, are they prepared
2: for that game? Right. There's that too. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different aspects yeah. that go into it, and you want one of those three guys to win the job. And I guess now you could kind of dwindle it down to two, but <laughs> you want one of those two guys to win the job, and. Because it saves you money. True. It saves you heartache. Yes. It saves you preparation time. And you want Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert to be that guy. So. We've talked enough about the backup quarterback position, I think, over last episode and then moving into today. But we do have some not-so-good news to, to report. The Cowboys added a couple more players to the COVID-19 protocol. Uh Demonte KZ was a part of that. Uh So was Connor Williams, who we've already seen needed the reps in terms of his new responsibilities on the offensive line. Adds to quite the extensive list now. What is it now? Six players, Rob? And then Dan Quinn, a, a part of that as well?
1: Yeah, six players. Um, um, you mentioned KZ, Connor Williams, Malik Hooker, mm-hmm. Israel McQuamu, C.D. Lamb, and Carlos Watkins, who did not play son- Saturday mm-hmm. and, and left the stadium early along with Dan Quinn. So I think Mike McCarthy told us yesterday that two players were close contacts. Um, so it, it's 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 a confusing deal because there's different. <laughs> Very. Yeah, I mean, it's it, Mike said it like there's different variables and different rules for. Players and, and staff based on their vaccination status and whether the close contact and all those things. So to to really know when when guys are going to be eligible to come back, it just depends. And they're not really disclosing that. They're sure. I, I can read you some of these rules, but I don't know if anybody wants to hear all that. But no, they, I, let's let's listen to it. I want to hear it. Okay. I mean, here's this is from the league. If a vaccinated, mm-hmm. I, th- I think Mickey found this for me. If a vaccinated person tests positive and is asymptomatic. They're isolated, contact tracing. Uh, They're permitted to return after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart and be tested every two weeks or as directed by medical staff. If you're vaccinated, you're not subject to quarantine as a result of a close contact. Um, Okay, so if you're unvaccinated and you test positive, same protocols from 2020, isolated for 10 days. And if you're asymptomatic, then can return. Unvaccinated, subject to five-day quarantine if they have close contact with someone. So, it just depends. And and, and mm. what, what's you know now, like I said, I said it. We're we're only a few days now from the opener, and you've got multiple guys in this in this protocol. It's you know it's 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 tough because you're starting to feel like this is 2020 again. Yeah, where you know they're trying to manage this, and they're back in virtual mode again today with their meetings. They are practicing today. And Mike said they're, you know, their plan is to play this game. But your hope that there's nothing else that happens tomorrow, because every day it's kind of been something new.
2: And you even look at last year, and of course, 2020 was crazy for everybody, more so than some, more so than others. But there's more people in the COVID protocol now than there was last year at any point, right? Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. this is as big of a an outbreak. I hate using that word, but. That's kind of
3: what it is. That's what Coach McCarthy said. That's
2: what he said. Yeah, it was his, his direct quote. But I mean, this is as much of an outbreak as the Cowboys have had to deal with.
3: Yeah, and the NFL did not help anything this year. Uh, they they made it more complicated than it's ever been. Obviously, we've been dealing with this for the last year. So now you have all these different statuses and levels, and and, and you know they created this division where you're, if you're vaccinated, it's this treatment. If you're not vaccinated, it's this treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want to see anybody. You don't want to see this virus going around. <clears throat> You don't want to see the virus going around. But the reality is it is going around. Um, And we wish it was clear cut in terms of, hey, if you have the virus, this is what happens regardless of what your status is, regardless. Um, But it's not that simple. Um, And I think it's really complicated things and it's made it more difficult for organizations to handle now because of the rules that they've set in stone. Now they have to go back do contact tracing. Okay, how do you distinguish whether... The unvaccinated person had it first or the vaccinated person had it first. Like, mm-hmm. OK, and then if, now you, if you guys can't play the game, whose fault is it? Is it the vaccinated person's fault or is it the unvaccinated person's fault? Is do it you a get, forfeit? Is, yeah, is it a, a reschedule? Forfeit? Yeah, do you, it does do, not happen. Yeah, Did your organization and their organization lose their checks? Or does this person have to go sit in a room for five days? Or does that person have to sit in a room for 10 days? It's, it's beyond confusing now. Um, it's frustrating.
0: I think they've made more of an issue of it now than it was last year. You know, I disagree with you. Okay. And um, I feel as though the NFL has tried to incentivize teams to have their, their facilities vaccinated. I think as a business they realize that their business model is struggling because of 2020 because of the amount of because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You you're not able to have people in the stands. You're not you're you're canceling games, you're having to reschedule. They can't do that with a 17 game season. They put the protocol out there. You have teams that are 100% vaccinated, you have teams that are 70, 80% vaccinated. The way that they're making the rules for teams and their guys to try and put this COVID this virus behind us, I think is it's smart in a way. You can't you can't judge a whole league that's trying to find a solution for a global problem. Mm. Um, this this is what this is what we're dealing with. And now that people are trying to self-diagnose or tell themselves how they can deal with this, the NFL said, no, we're going to put these rules out here in black and white, and this is the way that it's going to go. And it may not be perfect, uh, and it didn't all happen in a vacuum, but we're dealing with this as a society. And smarter people have to come together and say, look, this is how, when we're talking about football, when I'm talking about society, how do we get the brand of football to go forward post Post-pandemic. And, you know, if, if anyone has anything smart to say, please send it to the NFL. But I think for the, from the NFL and the owner standpoint, I have to push my guys to be vaccinated because that is the road of least resistance for us to get this league going forward. Right now, you can't go forward because – Everything is so convoluted with the guys that refuse to take the vaccine, and again, that's a whole nother issue, and mm-hmm. we're going to take up the whole show yeah. based off of that. But I just that's just my that's just my angle. No, it's I see very
2: it. well said. Very well said from your point because there is no cut and dry answer, and you got to no. find a way what's best for you, your organization, and the league as a whole to to be able to further the sport. That's
1: bar none. One other thing, um, as of Saturday, the Cowboys announced ninety three percent of the roster is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So. Vast majority, only handful of players are not. So, you know, your hope would be guys that have tested positive that are on this COVID list. Hopefully, ev- hopefully everybody feels better soon if they do have symptoms it yep. can get back relatively quickly. Uh, we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, for practice, they had this was an issue yesterday, and it's an issue again today, even more so. Down to four safeties on the roster. Yeah, that are practicing oh today, gosh. and Trayvon Diggs at the cornerback position not practicing because of a um, a non COVID illness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just coming and can't,
0: can't even have stomach bug these days. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's got to be like, man,
1: this is just I, I my team can't catch a break. But you, and, but you and know, Wilson's got a growing injury too. The, the, the positive to all this, right? This
3: is all very frustrating and all that but the positive of this if this is going to happen you much rather it happen two weeks before your game absolutely than the week of. no doubt no yeah. doubt. if it, it was going more to happen.
2: than two weeks before like absolutely. you said i yeah. mean we're at two weeks tomorrow yeah, so correct. there's
3: plenty of time correct. for week
2: one whenever the games count to to really get back to full strength yep. it's but it's i mean it's go time now to yeah. contain it so lots of pressure on the cowboys not only on the field but off the field as well but I'm I'm tired of talking about that stuff. I'm tired. I'm so yeah, done yes. with it. I know people at home are tired of listening to it. <laughs> it's a news story, and we got to hit it. No, but, we have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, but it's, it's, I
1: mean, it's affecting the team right now. It's it affecting the way they're meeting. It's affecting practice uh, in yep. terms of numbers. I mean, it's just it's like injuries. I mean, it's yeah. the same. It's the same deal. It's a, still it's a scary virus going around, man. Yeah, it is. It's scary. We so we've we've done our due diligence. We talked about
2: it. So now let's move on and let's be happy. What's what's one of the happiest things about this uh, about this team this year? It's the wide receiver group, and that Amari Cooper is coming back, and he's fully healthy. We're going to talk about Amari Cooper and what we saw from Coop in this wide receiving core when we come back with more Talking Cowboys.
3: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com
0: slash cowboys.
3: There's nothing as unique as our eyes.
0: Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential blue for protection and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
2: Back here with talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Get them. Book an you. appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor. On Talking Cowboys, we got a comment from <laughs> Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> the other day, it was, it was really funny. Who? Uh, oh man, what was? I got called a ill stupido. No, it, I mean it was basically you got called a weirdo. Yeah. That, oh, weird, that's what it was. Though. Yeah, they yeah. were like they were like Isaiah's matching up with with Kyle is is weird, and I was like, no, I was like, it's just tradition. It's a part of the bit. It's, a it's part likely. of the fun. We don't listen to that. It's uh, okay. F-
3: you don't listen to Twitter?
2: <laughs> if I did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah. We appreciate everybody on Twitter. Twitter. Oh, it was Tony, who's a who's a very don't loyal it. listener and a, a great cowboy. If
0: Tony fan. said it, don't I trust it. Trust it. it. Donate.
2: Yeah. Um, by the way,
0: you are crazy. By the way,
2: since since Shannon has been tooting the horn of Hanging with the Boys is the most searched What's up? Cowboys podcast on YouTube, whatever, oh, just trying to find whatever card he can hold on to, I just want to throw it out there. Most used audio on Hard Knocks goes to this show. One hundred percent. I think it's like a five nothing lead on the rest of the other shows. Ooh, yeah, all just, right. you want just, to sprinkle just that on there? Yeah, yeah like just that. yeah. Let's just throw that up mm. there, but just leave it up there. Yeah, just, oh, okay. just, just, just leave <laughs> it up there. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, and we've got a documentary <laughs> coming out this week, too, where it's all only a talking Ooh. Cowboys voice but you on there, know what? too. Ooh. But you know what? It's going to be six-nothing pretty. much. will one, Here's Two. the
0: thing about that. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. When, oh, yeah. when Shannon yeah. makes that statement about it being the most searched, it was when he wasn't on the show. Wow. Ooh. Wow. 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 So, so, really,
1: that's a dub <laughs> for us, too. Say it
0: louder for the people in the back. Heck. I'm just saying. Who was wow. hosting? This guy in a green shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, Heckman's wearing a green shirt for those of you listening to just the audio. All right. Let's talk about wide receivers and Amari Cooper because let's let's take a little uptick. We're trying to have some fun here. We do love Shannon. Uh, Amari Cooper back out of practice, of course, last week. There was a big feature on him on hard knocks, kind of getting back into the mix, and then I mean, yesterday just made a fantastic grab off a throw from Amari Cooper. Heckman, you were out of practice. uh, What did you see from Amari yesterday outside of the fantastic grab?
0: Man, we have to start putting some respect on that man's name. Uh, I know we are all waiting for C.D. Lamb to emerge as what we believe he's going to be. But Amari Cooper is that. Right now, today, mm. today, right now, that would be Tanitty, if I could combine a <laughs> word on this show. And that's <laughs> what he is. I mean, this guy, I mean, even on Hard Knocks, there's a part in Hard Knocks, if you didn't watch it, I think yep. it was just awesome, him just being big mentoring, brother. being big brother to CD and just showing him his release. And, man, just the way that he's putting his moves together, his whole career, I think that's the part that, and I've even, uh, you know, kind of— Falling into that whole argument about number one, number two. He's he's the alpha, though. He's he's number one. I and mean, he ran a fade route yesterday versus Digg. God bless Trayvon Diggs. He came up a little gimpy at yeah, the end of the play. It was his ankle. Okay? It was his ankle. Yeah, But he faded him, boy. <laughs> faded him on a fade? Ooh, he faded him on a fade. He's a savvy, so he's sm- a savvy vet. Oh, man. It was, mm, Tra- he lost him. Trayvon said he pushed off. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what you said. That's, that's what DB's say. Yeah. DB's always say that. <laughs> yeah. What was yeah, that? That, guy that guy from Utah? He always says that Jordan pushed off too, yeah. but the Gatorade commercial is still the same. Yeah. Brian Russell. <laughs> Brian Russell, <laughs> yeah. 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 Still the same. Cornerbacks say that they
2: push.
3: Receivers say that they hold. It's, just, it's, it's, it's kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. is. Where does Amari rank in terms of the best route runners you've ever seen, Isaiah? Because he's, I mean, he is a, as clean of a route runner as you could potentially get to. I mean, he is a top elite echelon of of what that what that is yeah. as a receiver.
3: I, I I have to think about that one. I mean, he's definitely up there in terms of the league right now, uh, over, overall. <clears throat> you know, you got guys that, that come to mind like Julio. Like Julio, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> like, like Julio's a freaking dog, you know, uh, um, Ridley. Stupid, stupid routes. I mean, you know. So I mean, you got it. There's a handful of guys that run some amazing routes, and footwork is kind of ridiculous. It's really become a a focal point. In the offseason, I think it used to be taken for granted that receivers just had good footwork. And now, over the past years, I don't know if it's social media, some of these, some of these foot specialists that are on social media now, but you find a lot of guys going to find these these foot specialists. I mean, even Zeke mm-hmm. this offseason, that's why his footwork improved. He found somebody who 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 worked specifically on things that he that he wasn't naturally good at. So, um, people are taking it a lot more seriously now, um, but in terms of just his experience and where he stands in the league right now, I think you have to put him in the top five. Yeah, I could see top
2: five. Yeah. Maybe guys like Justin Jefferson in there as well as a young guy, Devontae yeah. Adams.
3: I mean,
0: Devonte Adams. This we got to put him up there. Yeah, way sad. up there. There's yeah.
1: a lot of good, really good receivers in this league. <laughs> and Amari takes so much pride in it too. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I, I think he talked about something last week how he's a quiet guy and he he doesn't like how people think it, it. It translates. Oh, he doesn't care. You know, he takes offense to that. And if you listen to him talk about running routes, like. In the locker, room, when we could go in the locker room before COVID, he would talk about running routes like like it's art, like it's painting on a canvas or something. Like the, he loves it more than anything, and so he just takes a lot of pride in it, and it shows for sure. And you saw that in the the heart knocks episode yeah. as well. I mean,
2: a one on one with C D Lamb, showing him exactly how to get up off the line of scrimmage, how to kind of fake one way, go to the other way. I mean, C D was soaking it all in. If you're going to get a
3: master class in running routes, Amari Cooper's the one that you want teaching you know. it. And, and not only just the physical aspect, I mean the the mental side of what he yes. was coaching C D on. You know, he was yeah. teaching C D this is what they're thinking, right? They naturally have an instinct right. to do this, right? So these are the things that you have to take into consideration when you're running your releases. So it's not only the physical side and his and helping CD's physical approach to the line of scrimmage, but it's also the mental. And that's what's gonna be a huge um, leap in, in CD's development.
0: And Isaiah, I'm sure you can speak to this being in film study, and you're yeah. sitting there, you're going over the seven oh sevens and one oh ones, and you're right. with that clicker and you're Hand, you can slow that thing down mm-hmm. and see what Amari Cooper is doing. So yeah. that's in the DB room, that's mm-hmm. in the wide receiver room. They see yeah. what number nineteen is doing out there.
3: There's, there's no replacement <laughs> to having a, to having a respected veteran receiver teaching you not only, you know, how to run routes, right, and some of the some of the the savvy moves, you know, the in and outs, the releases, all that stuff, but also your mental approach. And, like, I can remember my time when I was learning from T.O. or, you know, Patrick Creighton or you know, Terry Glenn or even when I went to New England, I was learning from Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Like, these dudes can run some routes now, and just to watch how they – how they were already ahead of the game just by how guys lined up, mm-hmm. right? When they when they line up in the line of scrimmage, there was times where Wes would Wes would freaking <laughs> change our release. We were supposed to have a certain release, and he would put himself in motion just to gain leverage. Come back, and on his way back from motion, he would tell me to take a different release than I was supposed to be taking <laughs> based upon our, our you know the way the play was drawn up. And I would be literally be looking over my shoulder like,
0: "What did he just did he just tell me to go
3: out?" And you know, I would do it. Obviously, I'm not going to question West, and I would run it. And he would kill the person on a route. Not only not because of what he physically did, but because of what our alignment and leverage mm. and all those different things. Just the little adjustments of those tweaks is just it's amazing to have somebody who understands the game at that level. And it makes it makes everybody around him better yeah. as a whole.
2: I mean, you mentioned it having those conversations in the wide receiver room are great. And, yeah. and sure, all the young wide receivers are gonna learn from that. Michael Gallup has certainly picked up some things exactly. from playing with Amari Cooper. But then you look across at the DB room, and we were talking about Trayvon Diggs earlier. His brother is a top five potential yep. rat runner in the NFL. So having both Stefan Diggs... To to learn from and Amari Cooper to learn from, and then you got the athleticism to go up against a guy like Ceedee Lamb. I, I mean, that's why Trayvon Diggs has that's an opportunity so t- to grow. That's
0: tough because you know what you mentioned, Stefan Diggs, and automatically I'm like, wow, the top five just got a lot more crowded mm-hmm. because Stephon Diggs is probably one of, of the no greatest route runners there is in the game mm-hmm. right now. If we just want to put him up there, um, but. You know, I, I I value everything that you're talking about, about that veteran leadership. And also, I love the fact that C.D. understands that and realizes that he has this this tree of wisdom to, to go to to talk about what's happening in game. And just him tapping into that, I think, will make the difference on this offense, and especially making the difference in this wide receiver room.
2: Yeah, another thing that stuck out about Hard Knocks last night, it was a couple seconds after Amari Cooper and and CeeDee Lamb were talking. How about CeeDee Lamb talking smack with with Micah Parsons a little bit? That was fun to watch. I mean, those are two young guys, Rob, that you want to show that edge. I mean, that's one of the the big things that the Cowboys needed in the offseason was an edge, a little nastiness. And even Micah Parsons as a rookie coming in and showing that off was good to see.
1: Uh, Tank was asked about kind of his impact in the room as a rookie coming in and he said yeah he talks a lot of s <laughs> so he does I mean you can see it on hard knocks and it's I think I think that's good Oof. you know as long as he's into his assignments and trying to learn and, and pick everything up which everything we've heard is that he does that mm-hmm. and he's doing it really well you're right he brings kind of that edge and he brings speed 4-3 250 pounds <laughs> running a 4-3 and he's physical. This is amazing. That's like the biggest things this defense wanted. They wanted to get faster and more physical and maybe have more of that edge. And he, I, he brings all those three things as the 12th pick in the draft.
0: Yeah, CD, leave that man alone. <laughs>
1: but when you think about the best linebackers
3: in history, <laughs> they all, most of them they had talk. an edge. They most talk. of them talked a little bit. Ray Lewis. Ray Ray? Right, I mean, who? mean, who, who else would you put up there? I mean, you think about some of the quiet guys, you know, Willis and Wagner. Those guys don't talk a that was whole Clay lot. Clay Matthews. Clay, Clay talked. talked. I thought he yeah, talked. Clay yeah, Clay talked. Okay. Erlocker,
1: yeah. er- um, locker probably did. Mike Singletary? Singletary. Singletary just looked at you
3: with his eyes. He, his eyes yeah. talked. Sick and yeah. Bears. Yeah, his eyes talked. Right. So when you start thinking about some of these, these, these really good linebackers in the history of the NFL, majority of them had a little bit of an edge. You know, you start even yeah. talking about Harrison from freaking from oh. Pittsburgh. What yeah. about Charles? Harrison Haley. scared the crap out of you.
0: <laughs> you know, like yes, we edge. Had, yes. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You want you want to know where those guys are at on the field? No. And you and you want I'm for me I want my linebacker just a touch crate. I want be you touched a little, a little, little, little nut loose, <laughs> a little touched. You know, not all the way crazy, but just touched yeah. a little bit. Yeah. you know. And and Micah, he's man, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal kid. You can see his personality in his interviews. So, I mean, look, it's going to be a seventeen game season. We're getting a sample size of him in the preseason, and now we're seeing him on Hard Knocks. Now, are we gonna, are we gonna get into Hard Knocks? Because there's a lot. You know, I watched it and I had my popcorn. Okay, I, I loved it. Well, yeah, tell me about it. what do you think? Did you see the drone shot first of all? Oh my gosh, it was awesome! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did
1: y'all see the Field of Dreams game between yes. the White Sox yes. and the awesome. Yankees? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like they saw that on Fox, which is really cool. Like yeah, going right. through the house He's and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "I see that, and I raise you." The this, star,
0: the star, yeah. Yeah. It that was, was incredible. That was amazing, and just getting calls from friends saying, "Man, that is sick. The building is is sick," and I'm like. Yeah, I don't even know the half, man. This is See, that's the thing is it, don't showed, have a I have. it <laughs> showed a lot.
1: It showed a lot, but it
0: didn't have. show at all. No, it didn't. And you know, the my I'm just gonna say my favorite part was Jerry on the helicopter. Jerry on the helicopter was my favorite part when the guy says, hey, is it okay to so we got to go back and pick up Steven? And he says it, he's just like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, no problem, just go back and pick him up. I guess we're just going to start the day by effing it up. <laughs> 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 and, and it was just, it was hilarious because it just showed that They'll, I mean you look at Jerry Jones the billionaire the team on he's a dad and he's gonna talk a bit these are his kids no matter what I just love that part because I'd be the same way about my son you know Hell he's yeah. just gonna start the day by messing mm. it up kid <laughs> that's
2: that's pretty funny it was weird the other day when we we had the, the the conversation with Jerry on the sideline for pregame, and then Steven came in a couple seconds later. I was kind of pitching a question to Steven, and I was like, I asked your father this a couple moments ago, and in my head I was like, I don't know if I, I've ever like really said that out loud. Like, It's such like a business family but atmosphere. But it is his father. But it is his father, and it was yeah. like, I don't know if I've ever really said it that way before. It was kind of interesting. But that, that, that one also reminded me of that, was
3: the the fact that he was like, yeah, well, let's just... Let me throw a jab at him here and there. Isaiah, did you get to watch it? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm actually watching it right now. The drone shot. I mean, they must have had on the goggles, little FPV goggles, because this is this. I mean, that was ridiculous. It's nuts. That's ridiculous. I have a drone, and yeah, I would have been. I Could you have flown through the car no, and all that? Okay, no, no. I wouldn't have got that were? far. I wouldn't have uh, got that far. No, but, you know, you know, a little huddle, a little, you know, a little tinfoil huddle. I, I would have, yeah, I would just, yeah. Insurance policy.
1: <laughs> 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 Shout out to Danny Sarek and yeah, Ted she Barnett on there in our crew. That uh, when you first go, first went in through the Ford Center, man. Danny, nice getting nice some shine. Cam- mm-hmm. Nice little cameo, superstar. By- How about start. Jonathan Jackson? Talk about a cameo.
2: Talk about a superstar. Yeah. Talking hey,
1: smack to yeah. Dak and Zeke he Don't is, ask me to play anymore You're lose all your money
2: He's not going to be here in like two weeks He's going to go to Hollywood <laughs> He'll be with he he Jonathan Jackson Man, in Hollywood
0: I, You know what was so I think about that story Is that how the, the lineage Of his family that's worked within the yeah. organization mm-hmm. That is crazy I, Fourth generation I
1: didn't know that, that, that is I knew about nuts. It. His dad was here for many mm-hmm. years but I, I Great didn't, grandfather I didn't know that.
0: Yeah that is uncle. They think this is nuts, man. I I, I think that's phenomenal. When Dak said he's he's cowboy royalty, well, I think he kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the
1: nicest people you'll oh. ever meet. I mean, there's not a person. Now, gotta, doing now, now I got to pay
0: him me. in spades. Now it's just got to happen. There you go. There you go. It's just got to
2: happen. We can just do that live for Friday's talking show. How about that? Just you. Anybody and else know and how to play spades? Uh, yes. It's yes. been a while, but yeah. I You know, yes. I, I threw uh, that out there. I, I, I knew, didn't I want knew, to. I knew you knew. Come on, man.
0: It's
1: okay.
2: Uh, Rob, what were your that?
1: thoughts of of Hard Knocks? Anything you learned? I didn't see all of it. Okay. I kind of I kind of zipped around, and they're focusing on long shots to make the team these last couple episodes. Uh, Isaac Alarcón and and. Um, si se puede. Uh, yes, and <laughs> and what? <laughs> I gotta brush up a little bit. Um, and Mr. Hardy too. And I mean, I I, I mm-hmm. think there's people that want to see maybe more a Jerry, you know, or more. More of the, some of the stars, but this is this is what they this is hard knocks formula, man. That they, they want to follow some of the long shots, and then they'll kind of circle back to a Micah Parsons or a Jerry Jones, and and uh, and try to give everybody. I mean, I think we're so close to it that maybe we don't. I think the average fan that doesn't get to see any of this stuff is yeah. just blown away by any of it. You know, sure. there's some good stories out there. Mm. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's been an inside look. It's been something fun to look at
2: for the for, for fans at home, and it's, in, like you said, uh, something that they don't normally would get to see. It's stuff that we don't even normally get to see. We would have no idea that Jaquan Hardy lost the contact when he dropped that football on the out route. I mean, had no idea, and he was like, "I can't see." He's like, "Oh man, like I dropped the contact." I like Skip Pete in there as well, kind of at the running back table, saying, "Dude, if you lose a contact, don't try and be a hero and stay in the game. Get out of the game."
0: Are you kidding me? How can you You play? You can't see. (laughs) How can you play running back and not and have goggles and not know who Eric Dickerson is? I guess, mm. that's sacrilege. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know, know how you don't. Playing that.
3: basketball, yeah, and I know too. who Horace Green is.
0: There, there you go. Or Bill
1: Cartwright. I. The thing I relate to the most is Dax's fear of haunted houses. Mm. That's me too. Yeah, I, that was kind of. I've been to one in my life, and I'll never go back. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're going. Yeah. We're, going, we're going, going as a team. Who, should we go we're as going. a team? Yeah, that's just, that just happened. I hate them, too, but that I just
0: would happened. do that. let that'd be fun, I wanted to go to the scariest whoa, whoa. one. So, if a hey. matter oh, fact, Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. no, the scariest, let's, let's, let's do it.
3: Let let it. Talking Nation out there. there. Talking Nation, if you guys have any suggestions in terms of where our crew should go hey. for the haunted house, the scariest haunted house you can find, not the ones where you have to sign the waivers, and all we're not doing nothing that crazy, because I swing at people. If you guys have a suggestion, send it in, and we're going. Hey, we we're there? Are I you got with you, me? Are you walk yeah. behind me.
0: Okay. You so, guys tell us how it goes because <laughs> yeah. uh, this is going. We're
2: heck, and i stay back. That's the thing. What? What? Well, that's the thing is I hate them I too. I thought you grew when up in the would streets. Go for
0: I this. did. I don't. I didn't grow I up in did. a haunted house. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know, every day was haunted. <laughs> no, <didn't>, every day. <laughs> I don't go back. I'm starting to question your streetness. <laughs> <laughs> but you better question it because when I moved out the hood, I moved out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. We're gonna take it. The guy with
1: the chainsaw really had a chainsaw. Oh god.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't volunteer. For it, okay, <laughs> hey,
2: Kyle. I'm, I'm with it, okay. I mean, I would do it, I think it'd be fun, even I though I'm I hate haunted it. houses as well. CBC. 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 You're, you're
3: going with a CB, yeah. I'll go. I'll
2: yeah, go. Chris would, Chris CBC would own three on that. Two. You, you kidding lost. me? All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, <laughs> we're gonna start with the, the or, excuse me, we're gonna start looking ahead to winners and losers throughout training camp Oof. and also practices Oof. going on right now. What do we expect heading into the Jacksonville game when we return here on Talking Cowboys? It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
0: Back to Talking Cowboys.
2: The final Cowboys preseason game is this Sunday, August 29th at AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your last chance to see the Cowboys prepare for the 2021 season. A limited number of single-game tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets.
1: And we started off the show with good news and bad news, right? Yeah. yeah. We've got a little more bad news for oh, you. Oh, come on. Reports that Rico Dowdle is headed to IR, second year running back. Yeah, from what? Apparently it's a hip injury, mm. oh, that sucks. and that would mean he's done for the season, I believe. Yeah, that,
0: so that like really him. is bad. I that like sucks. him.
1: He was having a good camp. He was having a
3: heck of a camp. Yeah. He was running a heck out the ball mm-hmm. in preseason. That sucks. Kyle's speechless again. Second time mm. this show. I, well,
2: because I really like, I like Rico him, Down. I, think I liked him as do. a
3: special teams
2: potential. I liked him as a third running back. I liked him as a third running back. A receiver a out of the backfield. He could have done a lot
3: of different things
2: yeah, for that, that special offense. Special teams guy. That yep.
3: running back room's been hit. Yeah. Couple. Both of those losses this year, those, mm-hmm. are, those are major. Let's just keep those
2: first two guys healthy, for sure, moving yeah. forward. That yeah, a, that's, a, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, Because after that, it, like you said, it's taking a bit of a hit. So there you go, Rico Dattel expected to go to IR and take a little bit of time. That's oh. it, P. That's it for you
1: yeah. Don't
2: look at nothing else. Y'all, okay, <laughs> y'all take us home. So, you know what? I'm going to take the the second part out of the initial tease that I had. I, we were going to do winners and losers of of training camp so far. Let's just do winners of training camp. Oh, and they, I
1: think. Oh, I, I, I skewed it too much. To yeah,
2: no. I'm still go going. I'm going they back to the, the some, positive. We got some. We got some. We got some losers though. Okay, that's fine. We can still do it. Just let's take it easy on the losers. Okay. Okay. You
0: want to go first? Sure, fine.
2: Okay, winners and losers of training camp.
0: So my winner and loser, uh, or my I'm gonna start with my loser oh, okay. of uh, training camp. I, I'm gonna put my man Jalen Smith on the losing category of training camp, and and the reason I say this is because obviously Jalen fighting back from drop foot, all of that miraculous has been productive except for last year, and, and look had 150 tackles, finished top five in the league. However, they drafted. In Michael Parsons in what I consider to be the – and you don't have an Apple, so the iOS upgrade, basically. (laughs) It's it's like your phone starts doing things you never thought it could do. You see Michael Parsons out there doing things from a linebacker standpoint that you never thought you would see a linebacker do in the multiple ways that they play him. I just believe that his speed and all of that uh, for for Jalen has got to have him taken a little bit of back. Uh, Winner in training camp – has to be my guy, Kennedy. I think mm. I think he's come out on top. I think he's shown his worth. And I also think uh, that because of his production, it's making the uh, it's making a lot of hard decisions for the guys that are trying to put this 53 together. So if I'm going to go winners and losers, Maurice Kennedy and is the winner and Jalen Smith is the loser. That's really good. Isaiah? Uh, on the losing side, uh, I'm going with Jordan Lewis.
3: I'm going with Jordan Lewis. I think that we've heard a lot about the competition um, revolving around him haven't really heard his name much at all in regards to making plays, having good practices, having an impact. And for the amount of money that they're paying him, I think he kind of wants to be in some of those conversations. Yeah. So I think he's putting himself in a very um, very tricky tr- situation as he's cut these, these 53-man cuts come around, um, whether it comes in the form of trade or cut. I think he's put himself in that conversation. Um, so he's a loser in my eyes. I think the winner is Keon O'Neal. I think he came in with question marks re- regarding – does he fit right? Obviously, he knows the system, but does he fit in this in this defense? Is he going to be safety? Is he going to be linebacker? Is he healthy? Can he play? Right? Can he be productive? Uh, is he going to be the leader that we expect him to be? And I think he's checked all those boxes.
1: Starting with the losing side, I'm not calling anybody a loser, just saying that uh, it's not going in their We're not way. Saying Rob's saying office that. is upstairs. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You find my cube up there. Corner the office. I got, I got a big plaque that's got my name on it. Um, Chauncey Golston and Josh Ball. Two draft picks mm. who have really not been able to practice at all. I mean, Golston yes, gets hurt in the conditioning run before camp Dang starts. It. And I think he's getting closer. But it's tough because he's, he's trying to earn playing time in that defensive line rotation. Josh Ball was supposed to compete for the swing tackle job. That's just not realistic at this point. So that's, that's tough. When you're a rookie coming in, I think they're both going to make the team. But to, to play and, and be impactful your rookie year, I think that's going to be tough. Winner? And I'll go with the rookies again. Osa Digizua, to me, has been mm-hmm. really, really good. And he, he just seems to get more uh, active up front with that inside rush. And I'm, it makes me feel better about the defensive tackle depth uh, without Neville Galmore for a few weeks. I mean, I, I know they're they're inexperienced there to a large degree. But if he can keep this up, he's got a chance to be you know, part of this rotation. Maybe start. If not start... Be you know be a guy who plays a lot of snaps and maybe can be productive for him all year long.
2: I like all of the three or I guess each of the guys that you guys gave, so I mean Rob gave a couple there, but ultimately six to eight guys that you just named, I would put all of those in the exact categories that you had them in. I would say, and this is kind of a a stretch, but I'm trying to keep it keep it different, but Trayvon Diggs, I think, is a winner to me from what he's done throughout camp because. Last year, there were still questions around what Trayvon Diggs could do. We've talked about it on this show specifically, Isaiah, and whether or not he can be your top corner. Yeah, And I think the latter part of last year into the off season, the expectations were hey, can he look like your top corner? Well, guess what? We're through the preseason, and he is undoubtedly the top corner on the roster. And he's going to be that going into the year. Of course, he's not practicing today because of the non COVID illness, and he had a little banged up ankle at the end of the game or into practice yesterday. But I still think he is a winner throughout camp. A loser staying on the defensive side of things is Terrell Basham, and it's along the same lines of of what Rob said mm-hmm. about the two rookies. Is He comes in as a guy that's in a crowded edge rusher room with guys like, of course, Randy Gregory, that's Demarcus Lawrence, but... Now, Dorrance Armstrong's playing well. Bradley and I is making a case for himself. Even Chauncey Golston, who is still a rookie, at least at the moment, has a spot on this roster. Terrell Basham was brought in on a two-year deal to say, hey, you, you are the edge rusher depth. And he hasn't been able to work his way back onto the the field ever since suffering the ankle injury. So, I think he's kind of a a, a loser in terms of training camp. Like I said, not calling any or like Rob said, no, your cubes upstairs. it's upstairs, as well. upstairs as well. right I next mean, to yeah, Rob. Right next to Rob. Well, Rob moved. He moved away from me. Oh, you yeah. got a bigger one.
0: No. Yeah, he bigger did. Bigger cube. No, it's bigger. You got an office. I do not have an office. <laughs> well, come on, man. You get the wow. You got the corner office, Then you P. Uh, Within the party of P office? Let's go. I'm gonna show you, right? gonna All, all show
3: three of you. you guys have cubes. Yeah. No. I don't have a cube. It, I mean you Heck have a cube by, by association. So you <laughs> just, <laughs> just you guys have this, this you, you have wow. a cube to go sit down in. Wow. Right? This, and, this and this it has one. your name on it. No wait. <laughs> this, 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 right. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> three three, <laughs> three, three times time speechless. My yes. God! In my life, isn't is that no. what? what's what mine is yours, or yours true. is mine. Isn't that is 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 how it goes when you're married? This is yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It says Harrison on the side, doesn't
0: it? That's crazy. That's it, crazy. It, let me ask this you that. this question:
3: If you went and sat in that cube, would anybody kick you out?
0: Yes, yes, they would. Yes, they would. Absolutely.
3: Oh goodness,
0: I'm sorry. This is. I can't believe you guys. Like, so it was funny. a shock. I didn't say it. That's was a shock. You're anyway, thinking it. it was shock. I, I actually had to wow. Unbelievable! Uh, Unbelievable! All
2: right, we're, we've got to find cubes for Isaiah and
0: Hequa now. I guess. Thank you. This is my cube, okay? Yeah. yeah man, yeah, this yeah, is my know. cube. Hey, yeah.
1: there's one member of this crew who has an office of sorts, and he's he's next door right
0: Cuedet. now. Shoot that! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's who y'all need to be Jonesing yeah. on, not me. He's the man, though. He's the man. He's not even Chris. Earned Conversation is. He's always had an office. Yeah. Yeah. He needs one. Talk about
2: modifying the door. Oh goodness. What have we seen? Uh, We didn't get to talk about it on Monday a little bit, but kind of going along the same lines as winners of training camp, and he needed a really good preseason, but Jabril Cox – Jabril Cox. Me?
0: No, it, is, no, this is, guy, no, still laughing. This, this.
2: I'm trying to I'm trying to push this nah, thing nah, along.
0: Nah. No, no, no. It's okay. I'll be back. I'll be <laughs> I back. wasn't even trying to be I funny. Be I was being
2: dead serious. <laughs> I'll be back. I We're think bad. that's that's what made it worse.
3: <laughs> it's true. I
2: think um, that's what
3: made it worse. But to your point. <laughs> Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. Last week he showed up. Now last two weeks he showed up. Yeah. Sure. I think last week he really showed up. I think they obviously the defense balled out and he showed his range. And I think that's what everybody wanted to see. They want to see, can he cover? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they know he can run around, he can hit. They want to see, can he cover somebody? And I think he was running around and hitting people with, with reckless abandonment. And that's what you want to see as we talk about culture and character of this defense. I think he was a, a great reflection of that.
1: The linebacker snaps week one through week 17 going to be very very interesting. <laughs> very interested to see how those how that rotation is going to roll, right? Yeah, how their snaps are going to be dispersed. I think there's going to be some very frustrated guys on that side of the ball
3: at the second level. I think, you know, what I mean, Heckman, well, obviously as a defensive player, you want to get in there and you want to you want to be in the game. You, wanna you don't want to come out. Now, defense alignment, they know they cycle in and out. Corner, you know, a nickel defensive back, they cycle in and out. Everybody else, you're 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 in the game. Yeah. Right? you're in the game. And as a linebacker, you don't want to come out that rotation. You don't want to come out the game at all. So the guys are going to be in for a snap or two. And then they're going to roll those guys up out of there, and some other guys going to come in, and it's going to be very hard. They're going to, they're going to, you're going to hear them say it was hard for me to catch my flow. It was hard for me to mm-hmm. to, to get the pace mm-hmm. of the game, and it really gets settled in. I think we're going to hear that. I'm uh. going gonna, gonna to project you're gonna,
0: that. You're going to build those excuses in. I mean, I'm throwing them in now. Oh wow, I'm throwing them in now cause you're t- going to hear it. I tell you who I don't want to see come out, and that's number eleven. And if you if he's coming out, he then you You're just giving yeah. him a blow to go back in. You know, <laughs> call time out nah. to, to get just him. Bump, a bump him down at the end. <laughs> exactly. yeah, just it's just not. I mean. But going back to Jabril Cox, um just one of those names that a lot of people were high up on, I think, getting started in the league, coming into OTAs. uh, People didn't think that they saw the spark there from number 48, but as training camp progresses, he's had some preseason games on this belt. You're seeing him do great things in special teams, and Mm -hmm. you always talk about this. A guy's path to getting playing time Mm -hmm. is getting those uh, special teams reps. He's done really good things uh, with that, but when you look at this season, preseason all the way through, all of these guys are going to play. Absolutely, Every last one of these guys are going yeah. play because five. Of, Keona Neal involved but the the length of the season and just the way I mean we Jesse Holly's favorite word is football is fluid, you know. Mm-hmm. So things are always going to happen, and these guys are going to get an opportunity to shine. And for Jabril Cox, it's like if he can just kind of settle into a role defensively, I think that may just building that competition and culture yeah. that we're talking about. It may spell the end for the Wolf Hunter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just basically throwing that out there that he's kind of in a very peculiar situation mm-hmm. right now. I just just picture this: it's third and eleven.
3: Right, thirty and eleven. You take Vander Esch off the field. You take Jalen Smith off the field. You put in Keanu Neal. You put in Michael Parsons, and you put in Darnell Gabriel Cox. And you got you got these guys to be able to cover that cover the, uh, the underneath. These guys are going to be roaming and running around like madmen. Is that is going to be crazy? But that's the, to that's see.
0: the NFL. I mean, everybody's playing that nickel oh, defense. True so. goodness.
3: I mean, but they're not they're not yeah.
0: small. Mm-mm, no, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like it's
3: one thing if you're swapping them out like for for small guys. These guys are not small. That's the thing about Keanu Neal. He
1: looks like a linebacker. Right? Yeah, I, he's I, a I, linebacker. I know he's been a safety, but yeah. he, doesn't, he looks like one. That boy's he's, a linebacker. He weighs—I don't know what he 225, weighs. Two twenty-five. Yeah. He's two twenty-five.
3: Yeah. He's the lightest, right? Two twenty-five. And yeah. you got Jabril Cox two thirty-three, so, yeah. and you got Michael Parsons two forty-five.
2: Yep. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch is like what two forty-five? Yeah, he's heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah two fifty. I mean, he's a big guy.
3: Vander Esch and Smith are both top heavy. I mean, mean, that's what they are. They're top-heavy. They're downhill guys. That's what they are. They might not want to hear that, but they are fill the gaps, come forward, sit in the box, go sideways five yards, and that's what we do. These other guys, they have range. Kind of in addition to your
2: point of the 3rd and 11 hypothetical, I mean, we threw out the hypothetical Monday with – the quarterbacks of if there's no Dak Prescott and these three are in the game, do you feel comfortable? the The resounding answer was no. Mm-hmm. If if Leighton vanderesh Esch and uh, Jalen Smith are not in the game You're and okay. any of those three guys are in the game instead, do you feel comfortable? Yes. I I mean I feel better. Yes. Especially based off of what they've done la- or in the past couple of years yeah. in terms of linebacker depth, I feel much much yeah.
3: better. There's there's only a handful of positions on this team right now that I don't feel comfortable with the number two guy the number two rotation tackle that yeah just center just, uh, just oh yeah center especially Off S- top yeah center especially um quarterback quarterback um and then um, what was the other one i had i think that's it what about safety
1: feel better I about feel okay See, I feel safety. better about, I feel safety. about safety. I feel okay. safety i mean once everybody, everybody safety
3: back, back, corner yeah. defensive line yep. tight end is it d tackle maybe I feel okay with that I'm, right now I'm too. I'm good at I'm, I'm okay. Too. Especially I, I, if I really Gallin think it's just. Back. I think it's thing is specifically the offensive tackle, center, and quarterback. That's it. Everywhere else, I'm okay with our number two. That's why we talk about those three
2: positions. Yeah, with so, so yeah. much.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> No, Was defensively, I, and I just feel like defensive line, I like how Mike McCarthy said it, he's never seen a, a, a flip like this with from one group to another, how the defense has is much more improved. And I think it's because of the, the play of the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, you got to feel better about these guys in preseason, getting more pressure on the quarterback, yeah. the stunting that they're doing. And all of that is a byproduct of Dan Quinn's influence. And, you know, we go back to last year and Mike Nolan, and bless his heart, man, because he didn't have preseason And he didn't have a way to implement and just guys just look like hot garbage. But I mean, if you had Michael Parsons behind Duntary Poe, I don't think he you would be. (laughs) <laughs> Why did you just do that? <laughs> and I gave you a bad visual. but well, maybe you would be talking about so Parsons <laughs> that way because of because of it. I just think that the D line is doing so much better of a job of keeping these yeah. keeping these la- these guys lanes open to shoot and make tackles. So the defense is working efficiently. But Rob, what's the outlook on Tristan Hill right now?
1: Well, I mean, to this point. It doesn't sound like it's imminent that he's coming off pup. So Mm. it very well could be he's starting the year there, which would mean, I think, a minimum of six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. So he's making progress and there's still time. But, you know, unless we hear something differently, that that looks like that could happen. So, Mm. and, you know, and and Golston, we'll see if he's in that group too or if he can get back before then. Lots of guys trying to yes, come back. A congested hey, room. Let's,
2: let's end the show on a good note, guys. Yay. There was a guy who passed his physical today and has been yes. activated <laughs> off of the pup list, and he's the kicker, Greg Zerline. What, what are you <laughs> doing? I mean, he's, he's, like, he's, he's actually
1: like doing <laughs> the, like, pa- the paper footballs?
2: Yeah, like paper football. <laughs> there, there, go. there we go. Oh but yeah, Greg Zerline's is going to be activated off a pup list, and McCarthy said he will be kicking. Yes. So.
1: <laughs> oh, he, he he needs to Sunday. They don't have another kicker. They sure so don't, I, I, I guess it's Somebody, somebody asked him that gone. question too. He was yes, he yesterday.
0: Oh. Yes. What is did Greg Zerline. Zerline gonna do? Coach said he's he's oh. gonna kick. Yep. Wow. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> I don't think Mike's
1: in the best mood right now. <laughs> no. Uh, he's dealing I with a lot of crap. I, I don't
2: blame yeah, him. I don't blame him. Well, hopefully everybody listening at home has been in a good mood over the course of the last hour. Hope you learned something, but that's yes. going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For everybody... Involved with Chris Beam in the back, we've got Heckman Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you Friday. It's Say It With Your Chest Friday on it's Talking Cowboys. Presented back. by Tostitos.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!